Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Hello, welcome, welcome back, really, to the podcast. You know the name of it. I'm the host, Jeff. It's a good show to listen to. Uh, We're back in our normal format after four episodes off, so gosh, I just haven't recorded this in a while, uh, like a normal one, but it's here and we're going to do it. And I have two guests who I've been trying. The reason I did those Local Legends ones is, boy, it is just so hard to schedule guests for this show, because you got to get two people who haven't been on in a reasonable length of time so that it doesn't get too repetitive, and they their schedules have to coincide. And uh, it's, like, hard to find new people to be on the show because I can't just let any old rando be on or, like, I could end up with someone who uh, doesn't know what they're doing or... um, And this is fine, but I could also end up with someone who's, like, uh, too socially awkward to do it and gets, like, self-conscious. And I'm just... I want to avoid that. It takes a like specific personality type, I think, to be able to be like, I'm going to have an hour and a half long conversation with two people. Maybe I, one of, at least one of them will probably be a stranger, uh, and to be like, okay with that. And it's very hard to get a sense unless you know someone, uh, or unless you know that they are a fellow online creator, a YouTuber or a podcaster or something. Uh, whether they will be able to do that. So it's hard to find new guests to be on the show. And that's, that's the reason why. Anyway, we're <laughs> back and it's normal. And I have two guests with me. Those guests are Lisette Voitko. What's up, spoopy peeps? And Nick Wood. What up, creeps? Oh boy, I'm you the- both did a, you both did a fun intro. Yeah. I felt like I had to follow I that. I'm not going to lie. I have no chill. Uh, and we are discussing a story uh, that was not suggested, but okay. So a personal project I've been doing is trying to um, become like a topic expert on the subject of creepypasta and the community surrounding it. And to this end, I've decided to try and observe and connect with that community, which currently primarily exists uh, on No Sleep, which for those of you who are uh, maybe not familiar, or this is your first episode, uh, No Sleep is a Reddit community where people post usually first-person perspective horror stories that everyone on the board behaves as if the story is a real, like someone really telling a thing that happened to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
this sort of mimics the way that creepypastas used to be distributed, which is by being copied and pasted uh, in threads on 4chan or something awful, uh, where you just don't know, because more on 4chan, this aspect, because uh, 4chan is anonymous, you don't know who's posting it, and you have no way of verifying if it's true, and no, there's usually no way for someone to uh if they've started an anonymous thread without um oh what do they call it i forget there's a certain code like a randomly generated string that you can attach to a 4chan post that will let you identify you as uh what comes up to their uh, anonymous name right yeah yeah uh trip code uh you can attach a trip code to your post and that will let you know that Posts with that trip code are um, by all by the same person, but usually when a post like Candle Cove is shared and it's 2010 and it just gets pasted, it's there's no trip code attached, so mm-hmm. you don't know who posted it. It seems real. You don't know what's going on. Uh, anyway, that is what No Sleep seeks to mimic is that environment. Um, so to Right, I was talking about ways I'm trying to connect with the creepypasta community. Uh, <laughs> I've joined. I've joined the the because No Sleep is all in character, and the out of character uh, branch No Sleep OOC is not particularly active. Um, I joined the No Sleep podcast Facebook fan group, um, and this story is uh, and next week's story are ones that are in the rules as stories you cannot post threads about anymore because people were posting threads like, ah, this story is so crazy, uh, too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was the, in the third story in the season 10 finale uh, of the No Sleep podcast, edited this titled My Anime Body Pillow by Holly... Boy, I don't know how the name is pronounced. Even Dionys? Is, yeah, I guess Dionys. Uh, I, Dionys is another possibility. Nick, you said you listened to this one twice, so you probably know the pronunciation better. <laughs> That's my best guess. I kind of skipped okay. through that part because it was like uh, I see. he was saying all the boring stuff. I was like, get to the story, man. Yeah, uh, the host of that show, David Cummings, likes to do a spooky voice. Uh, they read all the ads as if they're their own little horror-themed uh, radio dramas, which is very fun. Yeah. Uh, and he he has a he has a good dramatic like. Um, it's he he sort of serves as the crypt keeper of the show. Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, he doesn't do a Crypt Keeper voice, but he does sort of put on a spooky character. He's the uh, curator of these stories. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I brought this up as a possible story, and Lisette, you said, I, I picked that one. That's my pick. So why don't you walk <laughs> us through the events of the story? Sure. So uh, before I begin recapping, I just want to give a shout out quickly to the No Sleep Podcast and Olivia White specifically because they provided us with the text of the script. So we're able to read it as well as listen to it, which for someone like me is very helpful. So thanks, guys. 
uh, you're all got a spoopy place in my heart. <laughs> oh, I guess, uh, I guess I guess also fair warning before uh, someone goes off and listens to the story or your recap of it. Uh, it contains extremely disturbing content, uh, some of which is of a vaguely sexual nature, and other is, is uh, I guess, body horror would be the oh, way to yeah. put it. <laughs> I was gonna say there's spiders. Oh yeah, it gets freaky. It gets real freaky. Yeah. Well, the spiders, I think you would expect for a horror story, but... Oh, fair. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk to you guys about that part, so... Oh, uh, really? All right, go ahead, get to it. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's go with the summary. So it's like a half an hour recording. I've tried to condense it. Here we go. Um, my anime body pillow starts off as a love story. We have an unnamed narrator as our protagonist. Uh, he's male. It's a male voice on the recording as well for the performance, um, he's about, at the telling of the story, 15 to 18 years old, and it's summer break. And this narrator is a loner who's been diagnosed with anxiety and depression. Uh, he doesn't know how to connect with other people. He doesn't perform very well in school. Um, the story mentions he's, like, usually in summer school and won't graduate high school by 18, but this summer he's got, like, a free pass. Um, his family ostensibly has never liked him, and his parents seem to prefer his older brother, who's, like, a jockhead, meaty type. I'm, like envisioning like a James Spader kind of person. Um, <laughs> this narrator is also a huge fan of anime. Aren't we um, all? Which is, you know, right, exactly. I mean, Pokemon, that's like as far as I go, but anyways. <laughs> um, so this this character, we, this unnamed protagonist, like obsessively watches anime all day alone in his bedroom. And he also reads like anime fanfic and he stores anime images on his laptop, including some like racy ones. And he will even like do his own drawings of his favorite characters. Um, and he becomes obsessed with this anime girl named uh, Hanikawa. And uh, he's also sexually attracted to her, which is made clear to us. Multiple times. Um, Quite a bit. A couple. Like, yeah, multiple times. Um, we as listeners, I thought was interesting. We're never given a description of what she looks like. So we all know what anime looks like. So we're kind of filling the blanks in for ourselves of what this uh, hot anime girl looks like. I don't think that her show is even given a like no. much of a description. No, not at all. It just says that she has like family problems, and that's about as far as it goes into detail. Yeah, I kind of like that know. though. I it's like, but I want to know at least the genre. I want to mm -hmm. know is this like a sort of horny school drama, like comedy thing, or is this like a magical girl fantasy story, or like give me something? Yeah, fruit basket. I mean, or... I was kind of envisioning the like horny school drama, just based on like the sound performance of the sound bites we get from the anime. Yeah. It's like these bubbly That's a good point, yeah. anime girl voices. Um, so to continue down this dark anime path... Um, <laughs> that we all go down. <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, our narrator is an online gamer, um, and someone he knows from that community sends him a link to purchase uh, Hanikawa body pillows, which... Um, I didn't know about these until like a year ago. I saw some news story about, you know, how these are part of like the whole anime, anime merchandise world. Oh, that's, uh, who was it? Um, James Franco on 30 Rock, uh, his playing himself 
I think, uh, oh, is I a freak for anime body pillows. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I guess I missed that. I think that's, I think that's what it was. Uh, yeah, that it's, it's James Franco. Is it 30 Rock? Yeah, it's 30 Rock. Uh, he plays himself, but the character that he is, is, uh, obsessed with anime body pillows. That was during the later seasons. Uh, when it gets weird. Easily, yeah. Uh, yeah, a, uh, an episode from 2010, so. Uh, mid to late. Uh, oh, season four. That's season four is not too bad. It's not six or seven. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've talked about um, the merits of Thirty Rocks later season, uh... <laughs> back into it. Listen, if <laughs> if, if, if we kept on topic on this show, every episode would be ten minutes long and nobody would listen. <laughs> <laughs> it would have no personality. <laughs> yeah, much like the character in the story. Doing it right. <laughs> Boom. Oh, burn. Burn. <laughs> um, okay, so back to this like weird anime body pillow website. Um, our narrator wants to buy one, but they're all really expensive because he's a teenager without a lot of money. So he can't just like spend, I don't know how much these things typically cost, but I That's assume if you're getting question. them from Japan. I got to Google this now. Hang on. For research, purely. For <laughs> research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to go on Amazon and check while you continue. Uh, okay, you guys do that, and I'm not going to put that on my browser. <laughs> um, so uh, our narrator just becomes enamored with the idea of owning one of these Hanikawa body pillows because he loves her so much. So he finds an Australian knockoff. Australian, that becomes more important. You can probably uh, guess why. These, are, these things are 40 bucks with uh, prime shipping. I don't I was, know what he's talking about. I was about to say, I found some on eBay that even have, like, voluptuous female anatomy, and those oh, are still, like, those are 50 bucks, but I don't want to use you, anime body pillow, so... You can get any of the Overwatch characters, including the boys, on mm. a big uh, double-sided body pillow. That makes me uncomfortable for many reasons. <laughs> I want Winston. Can I get Winston uh, I on a body pillow? I don't see him on here. I think you're going to have to get more into McCree. Okay. <laughs> I'll settle. Uh, yeah. Um, All right, I so... have a cat that I like to cuddle. That's yeah. as far as I go. That's a much more reasonable thing to do. I do, kind of, <laughs> I do kind of want, in general, a body pillow, but I don't want one that has an anime character printed on it. Oh, but we have the... one in my house, and they're great. Not an anime one. We have a, just yeah, a regular yeah. body pillow. They're awesome. A regular one sort of popped up here in the midst of all the anime ones, and it is literally twice as much as the ones that have anime what? characters. For, yeah, it costs double. I would think that the anime ones would cost more, but yeah. oh well. Anyway, anyway sorry. Story. We, we, yeah. <laughs> okay, now that we all understand that, um, that our narrator then made a very horrible decision in purchasing the knockoff Australian one for $30 when they're available from... Amazon for a mere ten dollar mark. Well, he paid ten dollars for shipping too. Yeah, you are crazy. Right. Attention to detail. <laughs> um, so he decides he's gonna go with the uh, knockoff Australian uh, anime body pillow, um, and he conveniently orders it to con coincide with his parents' vacation, mm -hmm. so he can you know receive the package without any questions and do like weird freaky anime pillow <laughs> things when like they're not around. Gross. Um, yeah, it's real gross. So the pillow takes like weeks to arrive. And, Six like, once weeks. Once it does, our narrator um, 
what's that? Six, Six weeks? weeks oh, sorry. Attention to detail. I literally See, just like, listened to this I on the way I was trying home. to like condense for time by like this leaving out the details in the summary just to just like give myself over to all the details. <laughs> you can fill in the details next week because I uh, only listened to that one once. There you go. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, great stuff. Cool. All right, so where am I? Okay, our narrator gets the pillow and soon enough, uh, predictably enough, he begins curling up with it at night uh, with Hanikawa and he really kind of is... Um, What's the, what's, the, I'm blanking on this word right now, anthropomorphizing the pillow? Yeah, uh, yeah I guess that, uh, personifying, that doesn't seem, I, th- I, I think that there is a, a better word than anthropomorphizing, but that one works fine. Okay, so that'll work for now. I, my, my brain failed on that, uh, that end. <laughs> um, basically this pillow to him is really Hanikawa, and it's someone who loves him, and it's, you know, um, a presence in his life that he doesn't have because he's so lonely and self-isolated. Um, while he's curling up with the pillow at night, he begins to notice occasionally that there's a hole in the seam. Um, he assumes because it's very cheap material and he'll, like, patch it up with a stapler because he doesn't know how to sew because he's a stupid yeah, boy. Yeah, idiot. Idiot. Um, I think it's... And uh, during... Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's important to point out that at some point he fear he feels what he thinks is a heartbeat inside of it so he's like taking his psychosis a little bit further and he's like this thing is real it's really hanikawa yeah that's yeah the heartbeat i was just uh that getting oh, to that part so no 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 no. it's cool thank you for for helping me try to move this thing along because it's a lot of plot to it get is. through. it's total lot of plot to get through so yeah and while in the course of curling up with the pillow at night he begins to feel something that he believes to be her heartbeat below the surface of the pillow and like the stuffing inside. And uh, this happens for several nights in a row, leading our narrator who basically already wasn't living in anything close to reality to (laughs) believe that Hanikawa is actually coming to life inside the pillow. He like literally thinks by loving the pillow, he's like bringing her Yeah, he says that multiple times and he even like starts making out with the pillow and stuff and touching it all weird. Yeah, he does, like, some really freaky-deaky erotic stuff that, like, I'm not going to touch right now. Like, we can do that. No pun intended. We can do that in a second. <laughs> um, but the, the heartbeat and the movement inside the pillow continues to grow stronger, and, like, it turns him on. And he becomes so overwhelmed with his attraction and desire for this anime character that he opens up the pillow to see, like, what's inside because he thinks he's bringing her to life. And it actually... Here's the creepypasta bit is an explosion of baby spiders and one gigantic mama spider. And they've been living inside the pillow the entire time. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the twist. And then in sort of the epilogue, uh, we discover that uh, due to the venom of the spider, he's had both legs amputated and half of one of his hands. And then his brother has been killed by the spider. Mm-hmm. It turns out the spider had been escaping at night and went into his brother's room and killed him. And somehow locked the door. I don't know how spiders can do that, but... Uh, it probably just got in under the door or through the vents. I don't want logic in this podcast, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, it had been sneaking out through a cut a cut in the pillow. Uh, yeah. And then our character repaired the cut. And I'm look, I, oh boy, unfortunately looked up a picture of this spider. And oh gosh, it's so big. <laughs> They're horrifying. They're, um, Australian, I guess is the word I would say. 
Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's like the size of your hand, big, uh, very large, they bad look fake. spider. They look fake because um, like their body is so shiny, it looks like plastic. It's, it's creepy. Yeah. Uh, so that's the story. There's like, um, uh, like little weird bits in it that uh, are not great. Uh, that oh, I, we, I don't like. Uh, we uh, as forgot far to as, mention like, his his like his arm or his leg or something gets amputated right at the end because the spider. Both yeah, we, we mentioned it. Both legs oh, and half of one sorry. of his hands. I was thinking about other um, things. Definitely not anime body pillows. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the whole thing is his parents are on vacation and his brother's watching him. And then a few days before the spider explosion, uh, his brother stops like answering his bedroom door and doesn't seem to be home because he's dead. Dun, um, dun, dun. So that spider thing sort of surprised me. I thought maybe this was going to be a supernatural story, and it turned out not to be, instead of the opposite. I'm right there with you, man. Um, the first time I listened to this, I listened to it at work, which uh, made some of the bits a little uncomfortable, because at one point we hear um, the yeah, voice of the Hane- character. We get Hanekawa's, we get Hanekawa's uh, cries of sexual bliss. Yes. Uh, <laughs> performed by a very brave voice actor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good, good job for doing that. A totally unnecessary part of the story because yeah. he was only imagining that happening and it wasn't actually happening. Well, that's why I thought it was going to be paranormal is because I didn't know if that was part of the actual story or if that was in his head or like yeah. or what. Um, but I was I was uh, messaging my brother at work. The reason I bring this up is because I was like, this is the dumbest story I've ever read. It's just an excuse to make a gross fan fiction about an anime girl. Um, where a body pillow comes to life. Because I literally thought it was going to come to life. Um, And then spiders. I thought, for some reason, that his brother's, like, body was going to end up being inside of it because of the brother disappearing. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, It's it's a weird one. Lisette, how did this one hit you? Um, I really enjoyed it from the perspective that I think the writer did a great job of integrating like several cultural and generational trends like like extreme fandom um obviously anime is as popular as it's ever been especially in the western world um social isolation is a big thing it's actually pretty generational that you know as uh I, i was reading i forget where about a month ago that the younger our generations get like the more isolated that they're becoming um and I, I thought that those were kind of several prescient, like timely, relevant themes that were explored here. So I really enjoyed it from that perspective. I agree with you. Um, yeah. I I've also been the victim of a spider explosion. Oh no! Uh, yeah. So that's uh, actually why I really love this story is because um, even though I wasn't exposed to deadly spiders, um, it was I was like a ten year old, and we lived in southern Georgia. And so the only thing you need to know about, like, living in the South is that everything's trying to kill you outside. <laughs> like Australia. Yes, that's a fact. Like Australia. I mean, Australia, like, kicks it up a notch. I have a story about that in a second. <laughs> um, but I-, I loved the fact that this was a totally, not totally plausible, but very plausible 
twist, horror twist, Mm. that like you can be bitten by spiders, you can die from a spider bite. Like there are malicious tropical spiders in the world. Like, and I also have a, a, a slight touch of arachnophobia. So this was like one of the only creepy pastas where I like actually got goosebumps. I, to your point, I, by the end of this, it feels almost like an urban legend. Like this is the kind of headline you'd see on like a shady knockoff news site where it's like spider eggs found in knockoff anime pillow. You'll never guess something, something, something. That's yeah, the- that's exactly it. Uh, it sort of uh, harkens back to the the cultural origin of creepypasta in a way where it's like uh, the these. I guess what is cautionary tale? I guess is yeah. what you would call it. These like modern urban legend cautionary tales, like uh, don't buy. Uh, uh, chihuahua from a certain type of pet store because it's actually a giant shaved rat or like uh, <laughs> is that a real, is yeah, that a real yeah. urban legend uh-huh or oh. like um certain foods being full of spider eggs or whatever made of spider eggs mm-hmm. uh it def- it's definitely yeah it's it's got a lot of that in there and um, the other thing that I appreciated about it is, like, if you're to take the idea of, like, this body pillow and the fact that, like, something deadly erupted out of it, like, that could be a metaphor for, you know, if you have a relationship or a lover who turns out to be a completely different person than you expected. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's interesting. Um, I don't recall if they mentioned on the episode, and I couldn't find any information about the author, um, but I think that it feels safe to assume that the author being named Holly is at the very least someone who uh, looks to the rest of the world uh, not different from a woman. I'm sure that they have uh, a feminine enough presentation to be the victim of misogyny in the world and Mm -hmm. therefore would have a unique perspective writing this story about a specific male type of creepiness. Um, I think it's captured effectively, too. Yeah, and using that as a metaphor for a very different kind of male creepiness, uh, which is secretly (laughs) men are all full of spiders. (laughs) Is that the moral of the story? Uh, um, I mean, it could be. I think that's a very solid interpretation. Um, I, uh, I, boy, it's just, hmm. It, it, There's not adequate language where I can, in one word, uh, identify all of the various uh, groups of people of uh, across the gender spectrum who are specifically targeted by misogyny. So that is why that uh, stumbling paragraph got in, in there about <laughs> the uh, author's possible life experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that I did an okay job there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this, uh, it's, I don't think I've known anyone. I mean, maybe, uh, I don't, maybe I wouldn't know if I did, uh, anyone who's been into this, like this deep into fandom wall scrolls are one thing. Uh, <laughs> That's it's too real. Like, 
po- posters and fan art, uh, that's like a certain level of depth. But getting the body pillow, the like printed character body pillow is, is a different level that I'm, uh, I don't, I, I don't think I have any personal experience with in my social circle. Um, and, and I if, think that if you're into that, hey, that's cool. No shame in that. Yeah, just don't be like a weird beard to real people in real life because of it. You can have your or, uh you can have your sexually charged hobbies as long as you are uh kind to others. Leave us out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I think that I personally if I if I knew a guy that was that into like I don't know. I feel like there's a slippery slope with anime in general because it's like because he he's not naming the shows that he's watching. I'm like, are you really just watching hentai and like? Oh, that's entirely yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah. It's it's there. It's hard to make these uh, cross cultural judgments. I think, um, but a lot of what ends up in either illicit fan-translated territory or uh, actually published in the U.S., uh, I would say that the sexual politics of the type of anime that gets printed on body pillows is maybe not uh, the best. Although I did see a couple, when I was just browsing Amazon, there were a couple Attack on Titan ones, and that, uh, as far as I can tell, having only read uh, six of the like 25 volumes of it uh that seems to have a decent gender parody and no creepy sexual undertones uh i mean except for by the nature of the bad guys being large um <laughs> like naked human thing at that beings point. um but like it's it's that is clearly making some kind of social commentary rather than being uh, upskirts of schoolgirls meant to titillate, like uh, the type of shows that this character was watching, which all went unnamed and undescribed. Yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about uh, how creepy he was? Besides that, like he just like yeah, fondled this pillow. He, yeah, he he fondles the pillow, which was the uh, sexual content that we sort of av- avoided addressing directly. That is mm-hmm. a good way to put it, though. That is both uh, PG and descriptive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he um, he's really mean to his his jock brother, um, or not mean to mean about like he's mad that his brother uh, sort of gets around and is like a dopey meathead with friends. Uh, yeah, he calls him some choice words that yeah. aren't flattering. Yeah, it very much has the like. Uh, are you familiar? <laughs> Boy, this is some deep online nerd stuff. Oh uh, no! There's the this the brother's character type would to uh, the a certain sect of online uh monster people uh be referred to as a chad uh and the uh main character would be on the other side of the uh dichotomy as virgin uh virgin and chad are the uh <laughs> two ends ends of the spectrum to uh the self-dubbed incel community 
which is an abbreviation for involuntary celibacy, uh, which is uh, men who are mad at women about not getting laid. Uh, and their Reddit recently got banned, which, if you know anything about Reddit, means it That's must not be exactly. It must have been especially awful because the only other ones they ban are ones where, like, that are explicitly uh, about racial hatred or, um, like, post uh, creep shots of people to make fun of them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's a big deal that that one is, like, the most recent to get banned. But this plays wow. on a lot of those tropes uh, uh, as far as the, like, if this character had survived, uh, I mean, he survives, but he's probably not going to still be uh, this deep of a nerd. Well, I also um, think from, again, just a call back to this is coming from a woman's perspective um and i feel like that makes this story so much better when you kind of put that kind of light on it um because it definitely is like that stereotypical incel um so from a woman looking at those types of people i like that quite a bit uh, it's exactly we got um the it's it almost is like a revenge story. Like these spiders prevented this anime nerd from uh, radicalizing <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Lisette, do you have any final thoughts before we move into plugs and wrap up? Yeah, I have this like theory that the author was really into mid nineties television. Oh, please explain. Yes, I'd love to. <laughs> so yeah, I was researching some stuff after reading the story and so a that whole metaphor about a lover being someone different than you anticipated mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of um season two of buffy when angel goes bad again becomes evil again after they have sex and yes. i also looked into the myth of arachne um based on you know the fact that the spiders came out of a female imprinted pillow mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was a subplot on the Hercules television show that featured a version of Arachne that nested, like, on people. And that, to me, seems like a pretty... I mean, with Arachne, I think you can interpret it a lot of ways, and it has been, but I just thought it was kind of funny that these were two references from roughly that period of television. I just think that, you know, whoever this author is, I feel like she'd probably be, like, my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. I uh, I hope to hear more from uh, more from Holly Dionis in the future because I think this story was well written, even if the subject matter made me want to barf. Uh, That's one of the notes that and, I had. Um, there's a lot of good detail, like um, just imagery. Like time was moving glacially was the line I wrote down. I really liked that descriptive. Um, so I think it was really well done for sure. But spiders. I'm not spiders, dude. I don't like spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was the other thing I wanted to say, uh, going back to the whole spider thing. So, like, Australian spiders are no joke. Um, I was writing a news story for one of the websites I work for uh, late last year, and there was this story about uh, an Australian family that was held hostage in their house because a huntsman spider was hanging out on the the outside of the house. (laughs) And um, if you've ever seen a huntsman spider, they actually are like literally the size of like small dogs. Oh my god, I'm googling this now. I hate it. Yeah, they're terrifying. So like, I thought it was really brilliant that like. Oh god, sorry. Go on. 
<laughs> oh my god, that looks like some HR Geeker stuff. Oh, okay. I'm throwing my phone across the room. Go on. It's okay, Nick. You're allowed to swear on this show. It's not like your show. I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um you you were talking about the whole um urban legend thing and i i really think that the integration of this like uh spider villain was really well mm-hmm. done because they have been kind of viral in the news over the past year yeah yeah it's uh it's i i've you're probably familiar with this, but there's that picture that had gone around uh, 10 to 15 years ago, just the kind of thing that you would share among friends of a spider behind a wall clock that uh, it was the same. It's like was as big as the clock. Uh, yes. Or there's another one where it uh, this one's not a spider, but uh, equally scary. Uh, a crab in a trash can and the crab is uh i would say the size of a medium-sized dog no. uh i think a co- oh yeah a those are coconut, coconut crabs. Crab. What? yeah yeah uh, which uh that's not even the biggest kind of crab because if you go to the store and get alaskan king crab legs uh, uh. those legs are like three feet long each Holy uh, crap. imagine uh. the crab that they're attached to uh, oh i'm getting all these shivers right now <laughs> yeah, oh. and crabs are just uh red sea spiders basically they really are. I'm looking it's at this true. picture. And you guys are making me Google a lot of things I'm regretting this episode. <laughs> yeah, after I Googled the initial spider, I stopped. Um, Nick, why don't you plug uh, your show and tell the people where they can interact with you if they would like to do so. Absolutely. Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at Nico underscore odd. I don't go on there much. Um, and I have an Instagram, the Nick Wood. And... If you want to listen to my voice, I have two podcasts. One is called Stranger Still. We talk about science things, which is on strangerstillshow.com. And there's another one called Limited Cell, where we review, me and my dad review uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And that's at limitedcell.com, with one L. That's me. Lisette, how about you? I am a journalist uh, living in New York, and if you want to find my work or you know chat with me about a potential story, just go to lisettevoitco.com, and I realize that my name is impossible for you to spell, <laughs> so just click on the link below the podcast. Yeah, I got an easy yeah, there, last there, name. There will be links in the description, uh, so you don't have to remember how many S's or T's or E's are in Lisette's name. It's the, There's a lot. It's the normal amount. You uh, <laughs> Whatever you're thinking is correct. Uh, I can be reached on Twitter, J3FK. Uh, oh, you can email me. I've gotten a couple emails from fans uh, through the years. Um, Jeff at funtimes.online is the email address. You can also follow me on Instagram, JeffJK, uh, and I'll probably follow you back because I think that Instagram is one of the purest uh, forms of social media because you have to post a picture, uh, and like that sort of eliminates your impulse to just post something uh, sour. Uh, and it also has built in the same Snapchat uh, disappearing story feature, mm-hmm. and that's that's also fun. So I just um, started getting into are, it. It's fun. Yeah, Inst- Instagram uh, is I think where I do my best online posting. Although <laughs> I I uh, I do think after my my Twitter um what what do I call it uh, refresh let's say 
Uh, I think I've been doing a good job not being too too down uh, on Twitter, so that's good, too. Um, oh, you have to request to follow me on Instagram? I keep it private, um, but it's fine. I'll probably accept you. I usually accept people, but don't let that intimidate you and keep you from not doing it. <laughs> uh, also, go on Facebook and search Creepypasta Fan Group and then join that, and you can suggest uh, stories you'd like to hear about on the show. I just updated my suggestion list, uh, and that's in the description of this episode. It's in kind of random order, except usually, usually whatever's first is the thing we're covering on next week's episode. But, uh, right now, I think that the story that's in first place is Funny Mouth, and we're not covering that next week. Uh, I'll let you know when we are definitely going to cover that. Um, but like it's it's I update that whenever I have episodes uh, recorded and am posting a new one, I'll update that list to put them in in order. Uh, so this one, the top suggested reading will be Mr. Banana from No Sleep because that's what we're covering next week. And we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna go record that now. So uh, in the absence of. Um, other things to say. <laughs> Let's go with the closing line of this. Well, not the closing line, but an end line of this story. Love is about connections. Love is about sharing. Love is about sacrifice. <laughs>